My name is Tully O'Connor. I'm the host and creator of the show. And I'm excited to bring this really powerful conversation where my friend Luke Smith and I dive into some important stuff. Yeah, so we, we speak to navigating and integrating um, birth trauma as a new dad and creating the space to do that, what that looks like. Um, the the warning signs, the, the signals that um, that might be popping up that indicate that you have some things that need integrating and how to go about doing that. And then we speak about creating the life that you want um, as a father, as a, as a family man and as a family unit and just some real practical stuff for creating transformation that sticks. Um, lots of really beautiful insights and also some really practical takeaways from this one. So I'm excited for you to dive in and listen to this. And before I share this conversation with you, just a quick reminder that the next intake of the IMLP kicks off on the 2nd of October. So applications are open. You can book a call with me at the moment if you're intrigued. We speak to this a little bit. Luke did the very first IMLP back in um, 2021. And then he also supported the most recent one. Um, so he, yeah, he speaks to the power of this type of work in this program specifically. And so, yeah, if this is, if you're intrigued, I encourage you to reach out, book a call, and um, we can have a conversation because it's filling up. Uh, there's a really powerful group of men coming together for this, and it's going to be a really strong way to close out the year. So with that, I hope you enjoy this conversation I had with Luke Smith. All right, we're on. Lukey, good to see you, my man. What's up, brother? Ready to dive in, bro. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Um, unpacking a few a few things about, yeah, your transition. Um, fresh off some uh, family holiday time together in Tasmania. Uh, I think... Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a good one. Yeah, bro, hundred percent. I'm I'm ready. Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it, man. Um, to kick things off, just share a little bit about where you're at in your fatherhood journey currently, just to give the mm. listeners a bit of an insight into into your yeah, world. beautiful. So our little man is just coming up to eighteen months at the moment, and yeah, since January of this year, I have been what you could call the primary primary caregiver for him and, and spending a lot of time with him. So I've, I've recently um, transitioned out of a more of a full-time role and into, yeah, into his papa bear kind of in that nine to five. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful space to be in at the moment. We just went on our first family holiday, which was, was really cool. And there was definitely a few little anxieties that came up and then realizing, oh, this is actually really fun to travel with a small human to show them the world. And um, yeah, having, having a, a travel experience, which is different, you know, to being able to do it as a, as a, um, as a couple where you don't probably think about things as differently as, as what you do when you've got this little human and yeah, it, it really changes the perspective and the priorities and, and it's fun, you know, traveling mm. with a little man and just with a little human and just showing them the world. 
yeah, finding man. parks all over the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. It, priorities go from like, oh, any cool bars here or any cool cafes or and you're just hunting down the best parks and yeah. basing your travels off that. And it's... <laughs> man, perspective legit. shift. Yeah, yeah, massively. Nice one, man. Beautiful. Love that. Um, man, let's throw back. Let's throw back to, um, yeah, Ollie's birth, like, and, and just, cause like you said, you went through that transition in January this year from sort of full-time, full-time work to full-time Papa Bear and, and Trace is, is running her business and also obviously Mama Bearing in a big way. Um, but yeah, that transition from not parent to parent and, and, and the birth and everything that that entails, um, I know it was big, it was big for you guys, big for you personally, big for you and Trace together. Um, mm. so yeah, I'd love for you to share a little bit about that transition, any challenges that popped up and, and yeah, whatever feels, um, yeah, it feels alive for you with that. Yeah. Beautiful, my man. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting how our expectations were just smashed out of the window. And we spent a lot of time kind of prepping and getting ready and coming into the birth space with a lot of intention and of course being open, but then, when you were in it, it's, it's, yeah, it's this whole different kettle of fish and it was a really challenging birth. Actually, it was, well, yeah, like I said, not what we were expecting and it, um, we, we got through it as the, the birth event. And then it was, you kind of just go straight into keeping this little human alive. Right. And I think what we didn't acknowledge at the time was, yeah, how much trauma on both sides of the fence there was. And we kind of knew that for Trace, that was big and and it was long and she had a lot of um, stuff there that was worked through. But equally for me, it was like traumatic in that I was like witnessing a lot, but also holding space and trying to be that safe space, trying to be clear for her and open for her. So there's no space for me to really be processing my emotions in the moment and 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 like letting go of the or, or speaking to the fears or um, letting go of any sadness, letting go of the expectations and all of that. It was like that 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 wasn't the right time for it, you know. And then just stepping straight into the the late nights and everything, it kind of yeah, it just really got pushed to the side. And it really wasn't the priority, you know, until it was at some point. Once the family life is now kind of getting smoother and ticking along, then, and that took about six months, I think, mm. for, for the addressing of my birth trauma, what I witnessed and what I went through and my experience, my emotions that I've been holding on to. It took about six months for that mm. to now become, oh, I can see it showing up in relationship. I can see it showing up in business. It's 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 popping up here, and it's like okay, now I need to address this. Yeah, and, um, man, can you speak to? Sorry, why are you just on that? Mm. What you noticed, like you said, how it's showing up in relationship, how it's showing up in business. What was happening that had you um, realize, like, oh, I'm I'm probably like my stuff needs to be looked at. Like I'm probably carrying some stuff, and it needs yeah. to be looked at. Like, how did you? What was the tripwire for you? How did you know that? So um, connection or, or, or lack of connection in the relationship and 
and just feeling like we were on different wavelengths, we're on different pages and it was, it was just hard to meet and hard to mm. connect. And it was, yeah, it, it was just like, we were just two different humans. And there was before the relationship, uh, before the birth, us after the birth. And it was kind of like, poor something is different and I can't quite put my finger on it. I think I need to go and look inwards. So that was a thing. Um, and just having the fight or flight response be a little bit overactive, you know, and you could see it play out in, in interactions. It was like everything was just a little bit more charged than it needed to be. There was a little bit more resentment or like the communication mm. was just a little bit more fiery than it needed to be. Yes. And it was, it was like, hmm, this isn't how we operate or this isn't how we have operated in the past. And there's little clues there, right? And within my business, it was, it looked like just not showing up for my business. It looked like just avoiding my business. And what I kind of intuitively knew was that, that the work that I do, um, it's like, how can I do this work? I still am wearing my own stuff that I need to work on. So mm. there was a, there was a knowing that there was stuff there for me to work through, to release and that that needed to happen first for me to be able to go and do the other, my, my soul work in this mm. world. And yeah, it was, it was, it was very obvious, but also, yeah, it's all subconscious as well, right? It's there's until you see it or have someone help you to see it, then yeah. it's like, Oh God, the penny just dropped for me yeah. big time. Um, yeah. And then, going to the retreat, you know, going to the retreat and just being in space with, with other men and just being able to be like fully held and just being able to let go, you know, mm. there was no responsibility. There was no family at that point. It was just me and mm. a bunch of beautiful men who were able to hold me and, and I could just, yeah, fully drop into that. And my mind could just fully let go of all the things that I had to do. There was no, nothing I had to do. There was nowhere that I had to be. And um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was a big one. Yeah. Nice man. Starting to move through it all. Yeah. So much gold there and um, kudos to you for the awareness and the um, recognizing those tripwires, the resentment, the being short, Mm. the defensiveness or however it was showing up and then being like, okay, I've got stuff here. (laughs) <laughs> like I need to look inwards because the the desire to just point the finger when when mm. that stuff shows up is very strong, and then parenthood brings that out massively. Another tripwire is that I look I would look at myself photos of myself and I would see the inflammation on my face. Yeah, I could wow. see myself puffy, and I was like, I don't recognize this human anymore. It's like mm-hmm. my physical body was was holding it as well, yeah. you know, and my physical body was inflamed, and it it didn't it didn't look like me didn't look like me at my best. It, it probably looked like almost some of the worst condition that I've been in physically. And I was like, oh, this is not right. Yeah. 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 Nice one, man. And then, um, yeah, just creating the space and putting yourself, making the decision to put yourself in a space where you didn't have to hold anything and you could be held and take mm. that time out of the daily grind. Because I see people and i mean i'm guilty of trying this myself i think we all have a crack of trying to address it on the fly do you know what i mean like oh i'll just do this thing or what daily practice do i need and yes all that is super important but having that 
designated space where you can leave your normal environment and allow that allows you to fully unwind and, and actually get to the root of a lot of it. Yeah, totally, bro. And it's amazing how um, we would come to the space to the uh, evening calls or whatever it was. And beforehand, it would be like, oh, I'm not really sure what's going to come through or where I'm at or, or what I need. And we'll take like 10 breaths or we'll breathe for two minutes. And then it's like, boom, you could feel something was there. And you're like, oh, this is ready. This is ready for me to move. This is ready for me to process, to integrate, to work with today. And just that simple thing of creating the container and then taking a breath and grounding into it was was really what, yeah, what allowed that body wisdom to come through or mm. yeah, that, 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 that medicine that I was ready to receive to, mm. to land for me. And that was it. It was creating the container for that to just be there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love that, man. And that was um, before we started the IMLP and we were chatting. I remember that being one of your primary intentions and also um, yeah, like, like, integrating all the stuff from birth because like like you've already mentioned like you, you knew that was there and then you could mm. also feel the transition of work you know like you mm. said your business was there but it wasn't there and then it's like you were still because you were still full-time yeah i was part-time but about 30 hours a week so 30, yeah so solid yeah 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 so still doing that and you could feel that transition um coming like that transition mm. away from that so yeah, I'd love for you to speak to to that a little bit because I feel like one of the um, challenging things about the transition into parenthood is the change of roles rather than just being partner and partner. It's like, well, now I have the, the role of partner and the role of dad. And then, you know, Trace has the role of mom. And then it's like, oh, how do these roles look? And then, you know, the role of, okay, who's looking after the house? Like there's all these different hats to wear and it can get super messy. And you guys navigated a huge transition of actually like Trace always had her business cranking, but you're, yeah, you had your full-time or near full-time engineering Mm. role as Mm. that supporter provider financially. And to go that full switch is a huge transition, man. So I would love, yeah, to hear about, and I, I know you, you, entered that with a lot of intention that wasn't just a one day oh yeah okay i'm quitting my job you know um yeah so I'd, i would love for you to speak to what came up for you personally as you made yeah made that transition oh man yeah beautiful i love that um hmm, what came up yeah i mean it's 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 leaning into the unknown right leaning into the unknown of is it going to work in this new way am i gonna be able to do it in this new way am i am i gonna get bored and then just yeah there's so many things that had to be let go of and breathwork is a great practice for stepping into the unknown you know it it, it sets you up for that and still it is not easy (laughs) it's it's still always a, a conscious choice and there's always a an amount of resistance to it so that, that was a big one was, um, yeah, really not knowing what it would look like. And, and with Trace's business, it's, she's not on a salary. So, it, you know, there's a level of unknown to that. And, and um, yeah, we, so there was, yeah, there was unknowns on the both sides of the fence. And that was, that was, that was a big theme. And, and for me to like fully step into that. And I think one of the, 
core hmm, pillars of being able to go into that was having the visualization and the daily breathwork practice and tapping into what it would feel like and what it would look like in one year or in three years from now. And just constantly feeling that, feeling what it was going to be like as a family and what our days would look like as a family. It was like, oh yeah, of course it has to be like this. Of course I have to step into the unknown because this is where we're heading. And just that daily touch point of the freedom that we were craving and the amount of fun that I was craving as a family unit that we would be able to play together and run around and go to the park in the middle of the day on a Tuesday and all of these things, you know, it was like, of course I have to step into the unknown for this to be possible, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. What else was coming through when we made that transition? There was also genuinely a lot of excitement just for me to spend time with my son and like to go to the beach in summer every day. And um, yeah, so there was, there was two edges to it. There's two sides to it. Sorry. There was, there was definitely the, the resistance and they're like, well, this is going to be interesting and hard, but there was also like, this is going to be fucking awesome. And I'm frothy as to yeah. just be able to explore. <laughs> and at that stage, you're just starting to walk. And so it was like all the adventures, you know, and yeah. mm, the possibilities. And, and so, yeah, holding both of those, you know, and focusing more on, the stuff that lit me up mm-hmm. more so than it was like, there were challenges, of course, the whole way through, but it was like, cool. I'm absolutely loving how much I'm able to take my son to the beach. And mm-hmm. I absolutely love him just running around the backyard and it being 2 PM on a Wednesday afternoon. And I'm able to be with him at that time, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, so man. yeah. And, and then speaking that froth to people, because it's like, it was quite a unique situation. You know, a lot of other dads that I knew were working at that time. And so there was a part of me, which was like, Oh, you don't dull it, dull it down. Like don't, don't make other people feel bad. You know, that this is your reality mm-hmm. and catching that, letting myself yes. own it, letting myself own this reality was like, well, actually we had this vision from a, a long, long time ago. And, and we always wanted to have this as our family life. And now it is. And we worked hard for this and mm-hmm. just to represent that possibility for someone else and to give someone else the permission to have that for themselves um, was a realization for me. And then, then it was like, cool, I'm just going to tell everyone how much I fucking love this, yes. how much I love my life right now, how much fun I'm having. And that felt like it really anchored it in. It really mm. just like became my reality became the new normal and, yeah, something that I had experienced before was like a lot of snapback of like this new way for me to experience life or show up or um, so, for example, like leaving a job and then a couple of months later being like, oh, need to go back because ran out of money or and it was like I could never really ground that new reality. There was always like this snapback to the old way of being mm-hmm. and it feels like this time that has changed. Yes. And the new reality now has been grounded and landed in a way which is so much more solid than the previous times I've tried to make that jump. Man, huge. I love all of that. Um, The fear coinciding with the excitement, acknowledging the fear, Mm. focus on the excitement. I love that. And man, the power of celebration, of just celebrating and owning that because there is that like, oh God, like I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Um, And then like you spoke to 
um, when you were speaking about like healing that birth trauma and having a space of men to be held, like to be held in pain, to be held in fear, to be held in all of that, the mud, we'll call it the, the, the stuff mm. we resist, but then to be held in your celebrations, to be able yeah. to just show up and celebrate and everyone be like, fuck yeah, Lukey, not like judging or hating or, or anything like trying that. to compete. To, yeah. To be held yeah. in your celebration is just as important as to be held in your pain and, and, and the resistance. And um, I love that you, you spoke to that because I, yeah. can, I relate to that a lot. Yeah. And it just rewires so much. You know, I remember probably in high school and even in uni, just always having to compete with other blokes, yes. compete for attention. We would just take the piss out of each other. And so there was like, for like a decade, 15 years of this type of programming. And then to flick it 180 and now be just being able to be celebrated by a bunch of men and, and celebrate them as well. Um, it's a game changer, man. Yeah. It's a game yeah. changer and just rewiring. So now my mind looks for how awesome life is, yeah. you know, rather than that negativity bias where I'll look for what's mm -hmm. wrong with my mm. life and what's wrong with the relationship and like all the stuff that's going bad for me, which I've been there and I know what that's like and it still comes up, you know, yeah. but I also noticed that my mind is looking for all the good stuff and it's like, that's amazing that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a fucking miracle, you know? <laughs> and that wasn't my experience a couple of years ago. Mm, 100%. Yeah. That was not my experience of life a couple of years ago. Yeah. Powerful, man. Powerful. Mm. And so a couple of things like having a group of, of fellas to be held in, to celebrate all of that. And then you mentioned like daily visualization, like touching, like owning your creativity, mm. touching that space energetically that you were wanting to create and be in. So that daily practice, what else do you think has helped you land? Like you said, you've had a few of the create change, but then maybe snap back before. Mm. What else do you think has contributed to this anchoring in so strongly? Yeah. One of the things that I have realized as well is repeating the work multiple times is is essential you know to our continued growth and there was probably a part of me that for a long while there felt if i've done it once then that's enough yeah. and it's like oh i've done the inner child meditation or i've done the mother father wound you know i've, I've done that and I, the box is ticked now i can move on i'm healed am i healed, I'm healed. Now? surely i'm healed now i'm good baby <laughs> And it's my experience of repeating the same work, like the exact same work now twice over is that it gets deeper and that you meet the work in a different part of yourself, like as mm. a new human. It's like mm. the first time I did it, I grew and I evolved. And then coming back to that same thing, I'm different this time and there's new perspective and there's new things. And I remember new things about my life and things which were painful or things which had shaped me in some way. And it's like, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that. And um, yeah, it, it's a good reminder because if you look at any other profession, then repetition is quite important. But if you look yeah. at sports, you do you do drills over and over and over again. There's a reason for doing the same drill potentially for years on end, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, realizing yeah. that, I was like, wow, I, I personally don't do it. And I see a bit of it in personal yeah. development where it's like 
yeah, I've, I've done the court, I've done the thing, and and now I'm good. So yes, and yeah. I did the it weekend workshop, yes, and, and and I should be healed forever now. That's that's me done and dusted. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. man, so powerful. Because like for context, like you came through the very original IMLP, um, which mm. was like, yeah, and then in this most recent one, you came in as a support role. So you were repeating repeating the work, and then also. Um, holding space to some capacity as well, just for um, context for the listeners. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, that willingness, and that's something I've always admired about you, even when doing the original IMLP, you'd already done a lot of work. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You're like fully qualified by a dynamic breathwork practitioner. Like you've mm. done, done even other men's programs, like you've done a lot of work. And so to then still put your hand up and be like, yep, I want to be held again. And I want to um, step into it again takes a lot of courage and uh, humility and just like, yep, I need this. And owning that, because I see so many guys, especially once they start holding space, like you were already holding space in your own breathwork business. And I see yeah. once guys do that, they put the learning hat down or they're like, okay, now I'm putting the hat on of the professional and I'm the space holder. So, And so to actually be like, no, 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 this gets to continue and this needs to continue. If I want to show up authentically, I just, yeah, really want to acknowledge that because it's the thing that makes the difference. And I didn't realize it at the time, but when I was starting, <clears throat> excuse me, starting this work myself, I think I've shared with you and, and a bunch of the fellas, I would repeat the same workshop five or six times but as a, as a, um, in a mentorship capacity. So I was being mentored. And so I would go to the same thing and it's like, all repeating it, but looking back, that repetition actually was the, the key to me embodying all of the changes that I actually did. And then being able to step into the work that I'm doing, it was, it was that repetition. And so I used to, um, fall into, to be honest, uh, or, well, if I've, if you've done it once, like, if you need to do it again, then it didn't work. Like if you'd like, did it really work if you have to do it again? And it's, it's, it's part of the, we're so addicted to the silver bullet culture, mm. you know, and it comes into marketing. And, and so, yes, it's people's individual responsibility, but it's also they were probably marketed and sold the silver bullet. Just come do yes. this thing. And then you want your problems will be solved forever. And, and so that, that culture needs to shift too, I believe, because it's giving people, especially if that's how they enter the work, then it can leave a sour taste in the mouth a little bit. 100%, man. And looking back, if you had have told me I was going to do all of this work that I've done, I may have thought twice about starting. But then it's, <laughs> you know, because it, it, it is, it's a, it's a lot, but it's also you've got to break it down into, into little bits of, mm. you know, I do one program and then I have a good chunk of integration. Yes. And in that integration, you realize things that have changed, things that have got better. And you're like, hmm, the connection with my partner is a little bit better. Or the mm. way that I conflict resolve is a little bit better. And yeah, having that perspective, and you're like, oh, doing the work actually improves my life. And so I wonder if the more that I do it, the more my life will improve. And it's like, yes, my life is awesome. And it's always evolving. And there's always more beauty to be experienced in whatever way that wants to come through. There's, yeah, there's different things that I want to experience in my life. And yeah, I'm still young. There's, there's a lot of growth there that, that wants to unravel and wants to unfold. So that's, um, that's coming through probably in the last, yeah, six months is just that realization of, 
how much showing up and 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 just doing the work continuously is changing and then creating the space to just witness it all to integrate it all for the little nuggets of gold to drop in mm-hmm. um, yeah so yeah yeah man i'm it's, here for it's, it yeah same and it's um it makes so much sense when you start to look at it like that like physical mm. hygiene brushing our teeth showering and then physical well-being going to the gym it's like if you go go to the gym for three months you're going to get stronger fitter faster leaner feel epic then if you don't go to the gym for six months you maintain some of it for sure and then you'll definitely not feel as good as when you were going to the gym mm. the same thing for our mental emotional spiritual hygiene and practices you know and and so staying connected to that in some way shape or form um and it can look a million different ways but it's it's recognizing that staying connected to that doesn't mean that you're broken do you know what i mean it's like actually yes. part of being human um yeah it's and and having it in some way shape or form is just vital it's just a vital nutrient it's a vital part of being because life's hard man fatherhood's hard like being a partner juggling dancing the dance is is challenging and and to not have support and practices to help us regulate and move through that to me just yeah it makes perfect sense Mm, and man like the one thing that i'm noticing with fatherhood is that it's what you said it is always changing and so it's been really helpful for me to just be able to zoom out out and just be out of fatherhood for a minute for an hour for a weekend workshop or whatever it is for me to realize like what what's new what like how do i need to show up now because it's not he's not the same 18 month old or 12 month old that he was and i'm still showing up in the way that he needed me three months ago but it's different now now he wants to be outside more. Now he wants to be up more earlier. And so just having a, the space for me to be able to zoom out and even um, being around other dads and seeing how they do it and how they navigate it, it's like, oh, okay, cool. I've got that to move towards or that's a different way of doing it. Cool. And it gets me thinking, gets me in that, um, yeah, the, the possibility, the new possibilities, mm. the new ways of being a dad or being a partner or just being a man, right? It's like, yeah, it's this ever-evolving, ever-changing dynamic. And I can, and I'm sure most guys do, I can tend to just get stuck in me as I have been for the last month or the last year. And that's all that I I will be. And that I I don't move with the tide. I don't move with the times. I'm just kind of being static to it all in Mm. a dynamic environment. And that I know from my own experience and never ends well. So that's yeah. been a good reflection as well, you know, is, is just being able to move with it with everything that is changing always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and having the space for that place, that part of me, that, that perspective to shift. Yes. It's like the perspective won't shift in the day to day. I mean, it, it might, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like I need, I need somewhere to like go where that perspective can zoom out and then can have a new realization or sprinkle some of the magic dust in. Mm-hmm. And then the idea or the awareness can come through. Yeah. And then I bring that into the day to day. Yeah. Yeah. So good, man. Couple of things I want to speak to that's gold. And that is kids are so good at um, reminding us the cyclic and rhythmic nature of life and that the things Oof. are always changing. Right? 
And then it's, we can bring that lens to everything else. Our business, my business isn't the same as it was three months ago. What does my mm. business need from me now? My wife, sure as shit, isn't the same as she was three months ago. What does yeah. she need from me rather than just wanting things to just, and I feel like just want things to be easy and peaceful and like, oh, once I just want to figure out the problem and then have it solved and then that just be it. You know, there's this part of me that wants that because it's like, oh, it's easier that way. It's and whenever, whenever I'm moving from that part, life is hard. Mm. Whereas when I'm leaning into, like you say, the, the newness and the listening, like what you shared for me, it, it popped up like that space away and then conversation with other men or whatever it may be, just that space creates space for like a deeper listening to life. Mm. And it's like, ah, what's, what's coming through? What's needed here? And we can't do that in the noise, like you say, in the noise of the day-to-day. It's, it's hard to. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I love that. I love all of that. Oh, it's juicy, the listening. Yeah. So much gold in the yeah. listening. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, speaking to that, just transitioning a little bit, is like relationship. Like you mentioned, um, that was like one of your main sort of tripwires. Like, oh, we're not like, we're not relating that mm. well. You know, there's def- defensiveness, there's resentment, huge one. I feel like a huge one um, in parenthood because you come, the ease at which you can drop into me versus you in the parenthood game is so, it's so close to the surface because it's like time competition. Because it's like, well, you know, are you having more free time or am I having more free time? Have you got more energy? Have I got like, so the, the allure of that competitive, and then that just breathes resentment. And so, yeah, there needs to be a full evolution of relating, which to like, to be honest, me and Kat are still in, you know, Rafi's too. And it's like, it's, it's still evolving. Mm. But I would love to hear from your perspective. Like, obviously you notice those things popping up and then you, yeah, you dove back into the work, integrated it. And, and you're moving forward in a new way. I'm sure there's still challenges, but yeah. What did you notice about that evolution of relating as it pertains to the transition into parenthood? Yeah. Yeah. So what's come through for me, big time, a, a lesson is increasing my capacity and that entail makes everything better. And so what that looks like is really being fit and healthy within myself, really having good sleep and um, making sure that my energy is like on point. And so, cause I know Trace is breastfeeding. She's up all night. She's trying to run a business. And so that shit is hard and I can't really help with a lot of that stuff. But what I can help with is me being at my best and bringing that to the relationship. And then, there was a lot of stuff there where, um, so for me, like a lot of resentment where I would want her to do things. For example, um, I would say, well, I did the dishes and I cooked dinner. So you need to do the washing. And like all of this type of thinking would happen yeah. where it's like, or I've had Ollie all day. So you need to have him now. And what I've realized is that when I increase my capacity, I can just do all of it. It's like, rather than want her to do it or, or think that she needs to do it. I'm like, why don't I fucking do it? Why don't I lean in? Because I know I've got an extra gear in the tank because I've worked on myself and I'm cultivating myself for that to be the case, for that to be there and be available. And then I get to use it. I get to flex the muscle. And then when I do, it brings us closer because she's so fucking grateful, right? Like when she just sees everything's taken care of and it's 
it's like, wow, I didn't expect you to do that, but I did it anyway. It's that is what has really brought us closer. And, and when I was in the other way of thinking, that was also what was pulling us apart and pushing mm. us apart. It was, it was that tit for tat. It was the, like the equation of like, I need to do this and you need to do that. And that's how the relationship works. And just learning like, this is, this is why I go to the gym every second day is so that I have energy and I feel good and I'm strong. And then I can stretch myself. I can stay up a little bit later and clean the house if I need to, or mm. whatever that might look like. I can take the little man out all day when Trace is, you know, close to her cycle and she's feeling just, she just needs a day to herself. It's like, I've got space and energy for that and, and a lifestyle which supports that. So yeah, that's been a big one for me is, looking at what will bring us closer, what will bring more connection and really leaning into that and, and making sure that I'm supporting myself to lean into that so that it's not depleting me and I'm not getting resentful because I'm not getting my own time. It's like, I don't need much of my own time because I'm working hard to make sure my capacity is expanded and is, is bigger than what um, that have been or what it has been in the past. Yeah. That's been, that's been a massive one for me, man. And, um, yeah, starting to realize only in the last month or so how much that has actually helped. And yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's been a work in progress because that in itself, increasing capacity doesn't happen overnight. You know, that's, that's an investment. That's a big time investment. Yeah. And it probably started last July when I first stepped into the IMLP and it's been growing and growing. And it's like this slow growth forest that's just Compound getting and now it's solid you know now it's solid mm -hmm. and that six that extra gear is is there but yeah it wasn't one week it wasn't one month it just took gradual building and and increasing of that to be there love that man love that vitality is the currency it's like oh. it's key it's key it it's is key. and and i love one thing you mentioned there was you don't need as much time for yourself to sort of decompress because your capacity is bigger. And mm. the irony is to increase that capacity, you had to take more time for yourself initially. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I see yeah. so many guys resisting that like through um, wanting to provide and there's just mm. resistance. Why well, can't, I can't take time out to do this or that because my family need me and I, mm. and I get it. And I, I'm like, yes, I hear you. And are we playing the short game or the long game? yes over the next couple of weeks they need you in this capacity but what about three years time how are you going then if you're not prioritizing yourself how are you going in five years how are you going in 10 years and it's and it's like once and, it, and there's an initial um period of uh there's like a refractory period do you know what i mean because yeah. like you mentioned it takes time to build that capacity so initially it may look like or feel like you are taking time away but it does not take long for that roi to come swinging back pretty mm. pretty strongly um and everyone feels it family feels it partner feels it colleagues feel it family feel it you know yeah. and then once they reflect it back then you're like cool it was worth it mm. i'm so glad that i did that yeah yeah and that's all you need that one experience of like oh and then it changes the story and then it's like mm. ah it's actually selfish to put myself last it's selfish to be like, no, 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 I don't have needs. I'm good. Like that's selfish, putting yourself, like taking time to look after yourself. And obviously there's a balance, right? And there's seasons yeah. and then all of that jazz. Like there's, you know, I, I get that. And it's, it's, it's selfless to make the decision and be like, no, 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 I need to go to the gym three times a week, non-negotiable. 
Mm. Like that needs to be part of it. Like this time, this call, this weekly call with men, that's a non, like, I need that. Like, and then if I have those few things, then I'm fucking, I'm here, right? I'm here and we can dance, we can do whatever we, we can go wherever we need to go. Cause I'm full and I'm clear and I'm, I'm ready to show up. Yeah, bro. Mm. Yeah. Love that man. <laughs> what else just in terms of like practical things, like we've hit, like get connected with a group of men that can support you. We've hit um, some, some sort of daily practice like breath work has obviously been a really big part of that, that daily breath for release, mm-hmm. for visualization, go like going in on your physical well-being. Um, are there any other practices that have been like real game changers that are just, that really help you, yeah, cultivating, expanding this capacity that you've spoken to? Hmm. Or the perspective shift, the perspective shift of like seeing the wins everywhere. Yeah. So just a daily win celebration, like journaling, just Mm -hmm. reflecting on the day. And I was thinking about this, speaking about this with Trace, it's like, when I write it down and when I write down all the gold that happened for the day, all the wins, all the blessings that came my way, and then I look at them like, oh, that's maybe half a page. Sometimes that's three quarters of a page. I'm like, that's a lot of shit for one day that was epic that I can celebrate, that I actually love. And then when I try and do it in my head, I get three things and then I get distracted and go and do something else. And so the physical act of picking up the journal and just writing down for each day and then doing it again the next day and then the next day and then realizing every day I've got so many fucking blessings, you know, how good, mm, how good yeah, is life. Yeah. And even when the days don't seem that good, you sit down and you, and stuff comes through, it's still there, you know, and that can just, especially before you go to bed, it kind of just like really can shift that perspective and that um, state of mind mm. where you're at. And, yeah, that's been a big one for me in, in the last probably three months that, that I've been doing that and just realizing like it, it just never occurred to me how much good stuff was actually happening each day <laughs> and how much, yeah, I actually love my life. But mm-hmm. you kind of just, it's the negativity bias. It's the next yeah. thing. It's like our mind is distracted and, and always looking forward. And then mm-hmm. sometimes a little reflection backwards can actually highlight yeah. a lot of stuff there that we would have probably glossed over you know Mm, yeah um yeah that's been that's been massive and then just drinking enough water man like (laughs) getting the water in it makes your energy cleaner it's like instead of trying to reach for the third coffee in the afternoon i'm good yeah 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 Yeah. instead of going for a a bit of a sugar hit or some stimulation Mm -hmm. it's like nah my body's working my body's working properly (laughs) And I don't need it. And then I sleep better and then I wake up the next day. And yeah, so that has also been another like practical thing mm. which has supported me. And my appreciation for drinking the right amount of water has really doubled down mm-hmm. over the last, yeah, three, three, four months. And yeah, yeah, gratitude yeah, for the water. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So simple. And it's, it's so simple. A lot of the simple things is like, surely, surely it's not that simple. You know, <laughs> surely that's not going to make a game changing difference. And it's, it's funny because one day of it won't right. One mm. day of it, you're like, Oh yeah, it's feel a little bit better. Like didn't really notice too much, but like eight weeks of it, it's like, ah, there we go. And that's yeah, yeah. the, 
that's the um the 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 trick isn't it the ego it's like oh it doesn't matter if i skip this workout oh it doesn't matter if i don't get the water in today and on one hand it's kind of true it's like well one day make a difference and it's and but on the other hand it's like well that one day can become two and which can become three and the research supports that like if you if you're committing to something daily if you miss one day mm. oh i'm going to throw out it was high it was a plus 50 percent chance that you will actually miss the following day wow right? So then that one day actually becomes more than just that one day. All these small little seemingly insignificant things are actually all the only things that matter. Mm. And it's like when we weight them accordingly, that's when we, that's when we get into the transformation zone. That's when we, that's when we start to stack the wins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love that, man. Um, beautiful dude. Just, just looking at the time, we'll, we'll start to wrap up. Um, mm. A lot of practical gold here. I would love to circle back um because i know personally and then i just know i get the sense um that there's just lots of guys carrying a lot from their birth or their postpartum or their that experience they might they might be aware of it they might not be aware of it i know we started the conversation there but i just want to circle back and see if there's anything else you would share to the man listening who might be like carrying a bit, who's noticing those tripwires, you know, no, knows he's sort of not showing up how he wants to in his relationship and um, gets the sense he might be carrying stuff. Yeah. I just wanted to create the space to sort of go full circle, finish where we started and see if there's anything else that, that you felt like, yeah, sharing around that, that topic. Yeah, man. I think a big realization that I had was that I needed to distinguish between my experience of birth and my partner's experience of birth and they can be different and one of those experiences could be traumatic and the other might have been liberating and powerful and so that was a deep realization and and, and a potent one to give myself the permission to have a different experience to her because i i watched her go through it and, and have this beautiful, empowering, challenging, liberating experience. And so it was almost like I thought I had to attach to that and had to associate my experience with the same things. And when I reflected on it, it was like, oh, actually, we had a very different experience. And there were some emotions and moments there that were like chalk and cheese for us in terms of what I was feeling. And it's easy to move on from it because you go into the love bubble when the hormones are peaking. And so it's almost like you can instantaneously forget it because the baby's here and you love them and maybe they're healthy, maybe mum's healthy. And you're like, well, that's not traumatic. Look at it. It's beautiful. We're in love. The baby's healthy. Everything's good. But it's sneaky like that. You know, birth trauma is sneaky like that because it's still there and the body remembers and the implicit memories are there. And this one took me ages to really unpack and to understand, I think. And yeah, what I, what I also noticed and, and reflected on, and I think was a, a big, um, a big thing to feel was helplessness. And as a man, the feeling of helplessness, is not one that we probably enjoy or even we would struggle to sit with, right? It's it's something which potentially we felt when we we're young, 
And so there could be some traumatic imprints with the feeling of helplessness or, or powerlessness. And within the birth space, there's very few things that we can do as a man. You know, it's very much mama and it's her body. It's her contractions. It's her, she's experiencing the intensity and, and there's not a lot that we can do to make that better for her. A little bit of physical support and obviously the emotional support and holding space. But yeah, if things do start to diverge from the plan or from what you had thought was going to happen, then that feeling of helplessness is, is one that I experienced. And it was, um, it was challenging to navigate. You know, I, as a man, I always want to be fixing. I always want to be providing a solution and I pride myself on my ability to do that it's not often that I sit with my capacity to um, be helpless right or to be powerless and I think that's an important one for men and even just to explore you know surrender explore letting go because that's really what's required of us as men holding space space in the birth space is is being to let go of all of our expectations, mm. let go of the plan if we need to have a plan and then let go of it as, as we say. So yeah, that was a lot of my realizations and unpacking. And then there's a second part to this birth trauma space, which was I had the realization that the way we do it in terms of for men specifically, even for women, but for men and integrating the whole experience from pre-birth through birth and then post-birth it has room for improvement and women get a lot more support in general and they may choose to have a doula. The doula may do like a blessing way or um, afterwards they may do a closing of the bones or some kind of similar ceremony. And then the midwife will be coming potentially if it's been a home birth and you have a private midwife and there'll be checkups. And a lot of this is focused on the mother, right? And it's like, there's not much there for the man. And if anything, you might get a passing comment of like, hey, how you doing? You okay? And, you know, they'll check you out. Yep, he looks okay. But tending to the emotional needs of the man and integrating the man's or the, the dad's experience of birth, right? And the way that we go about that is almost non-existent. And what I realized and what it took for me was to get in the room with a group of men where I could just process the emotions, where I could feel them, release them, where I could speak to my experience, speak to what I had been holding on to, and then just let it go. And yeah, I, I feel like this is a missing piece in the, in the birth mm. space for men is, is that more holistic experience. Sometimes we'll do like a pre-birth thing with men and, and like a father's blessing way, but even that is pretty rare. I don't see it being done a lot. And I was fortunate enough to experience one, but that's not true for every man. And then, yeah, I feel as a collective, we have a lot of work to do there. If you look at the way that traditional Indigenous tribes would integrate big experiences or traumatic experiences, it's all about community. It's all mm. about bringing people together. It's all about having elders to offer perspective and experience and making these people feel connected and a part of something bigger. And the way that we do it is you have your birth and then you go back to your house and it's just the two of you. And maybe if you're lucky, you have a doula or a midwife come and some family and some support, but it's just this small family unit and the, the, the larger community and the support around that to integrate the experience is, is lacking 
mm. in, in, yeah, in my experience yeah, and my perspective. So just a couple of pieces that I wanted to offer and, and for a man who's stepping into the birth space, it's like really look at your support and really look at it holistically from pre-birth, you know, in that last trimester, getting yourself set up and then having a plan for post-birth as well and having those people around you who are going to be able to support you emotionally to help you to unpack anything if it's there. Even a birth which is amazing, it still needs a level of unpacking, right? We're holding space. That's an initiation into a new life. And so there's a level of integration that is required. And for that integration, we need community. We need connection. We need wisdom. We need people to be able to hold space for us. And mm. we need to be able to digest it and integrate it all. So, yeah, those are some closing thoughts on birth yeah, and trauma. Man. and love all of that, man. And, um, yeah, speaking to the rite of passage that it is. <clears throat> and just in general, we don't do rites of passage very well. <laughs> mm. Um, and this is one that definitely needs some work for, for everyone. Like you say, um, the mothers definitely get like that support is building and rightly so. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Their experience and we're supporting their experience. So, so rightly so. And we will be much better support people post-birth if we're holding the fathers as well. You know, it's like, it doesn't have to be either or at all. And, and it needs to be both. And I agree that more and more there's that pre-birth prep, you know, releasing fears, all of that, which is awesome. And post, because I, I look at the whole experience as like, um, if you look at a rite of passage, there's a, a separation from community. You go through your mm. transformation and then there's a return. Mm. That transformation, I look at the actual birthing of the baby. There's yep. not much of a return. You know, there might be a closing of the bone ceremony if, if your partner's got a doula. But that return piece that you're speaking to, because that's where the stories would be. That's where, hey, Luke, how, how was it for you? Mm. Like, and that's when you start to share and then you're like, oh, wow, I'm actually carrying a lot of the heaviness that has been disguised by all the oxytocin <laughs> that I've been swimming in. And, uh, yeah, and it's like without that holding from community, it, it just won't, it won't surface. It just won't. You're not going to sit down with your diary two weeks after, you know, it just... Maybe, but like the chance of that happening, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but I'd say 0.0001% chance. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's the community that's needed. Even if you sit with your journal and do it, you know, like the power of community, the power of being reflection, witnessed. the power of being held and witnessed is a mm -hmm. whole nother thing. And mm -hmm. that was what I experienced when I went to the retreat and had the men there. It was like, oh, this is what I needed. And that was about six months later. Yes. Ideally, it would be a lot sooner than that, you know? Yeah. 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 And yeah. for the women, when they do their closing of the bones, often the men aren't involved, right? That's only yeah. Yeah. a women's process. And, yeah. and so, yeah, it's, we, it's, a, it's a both. As you said, it's a both. Mm. We need something for men to emotionally mm. integrate. My mm, 100%, man. Dude, love your work. Thanks for, um, thanks for being here. Thanks for taking some time to, to chat, to share your story, share your experience, share your insights. Um, yeah, man, really appreciate you, the way you show up, yourself, for your family, um, for your community and the work that you do. And um, yeah, I think more conversations like this and we'll, we'll slowly start to, to change the narrative. Yeah, brother, I love that. Thank you for having me on, my man. And Hopefully this lands for a couple of men out there. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. All right, my man. Big love. Big love, everybody. 